Hello, hello, my name is Phyllis Y. Whitley. If you have been spiritually victimized or traumatized, welcome to Spirit Always You Live, where I bring my number one Amazon bestseller book to life. Each episode will be a raw, spiritual, metaphysical, holistic space of consciousness for self-healing as you learn how to break your religious shackles so you can master and manifest your promised land within today. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I hope that you are being blessed. I hope that you are living in your promised land or at least is up at the door at your promised land. Don't look behind. You don't want to be like Lot's wife and look at your past or stare at your past. I know because I've been there. Why, oh me, oh why, my God. Yes, I've been there. And unfortunately, our prayer become a sad drama story or filled with much begging. So today we are going to go ahead and enhance you with some more revelations. Remember, my my revelations is a method to my madness. What I give you here is caught soul food. And it's in my book, which will actually explain what I mean by that. I give you some spiritual food, but I give you spiritual dessert. That's what my podcast is really all about. It's for you to know that it's a promised land, to live in the promised land, and to take away all of those non-naysaying religious shackles out of your mind. And your mind is just like a movie theater, just moving and rolling. And that happened to me. You don't understand, Miss P, because they did this to me when I was young. They did this to me when I was a teenager. No one loved me. I don't have a family. I'm alone. I have been divorced several times. I have been cheated on several times. Basically, you in a toxic relationship or you've been in a toxic relationship and your relationship don't have to be husband and wife. It can be relationship with people. It could be a place that you go to, a place that you grew up in, and you say, oh, I can't take my mind off of that. For instance, you might have lived in poverty so bad. Some of y'all might have been living in the ghetto, and you just can't shake it. You can't come out of it, or you don't want to come out of it. So with that being said, that's just a little bit of stuff that I do to give you some type of revelation so you can have self-awareness and self-awakening. We are going to go and dive into one of the chapters in my book, and that chapter is called Church Clothes. I'm going to give you a little dessert on that, but I do want to thank those who had gave me positive feedbacks on the last couple episodes. I know the last one was spiritual warfare, learning who your opponent um, is, learning um, how to fight your opponent, learning the weapons of your warfare, learning things that you really was not taught in the traditional church. I also went over the promised land, how to create an environment of self care, self-love for those of you who are in your promised land. For those of you who say, I'm just not in my promised land. You're probably in your promised land, but you are stuck. 
you are looking back. You know how you turn on the TV and your favorite show doing doing a summer um, hiatus. It goes into reruns. So some of y'all know that y'all just stop and you can't even see what's in front of you because you are stuck. You stuck look, looking at that life what happened to you as a child, or maybe you stuck looking at your ex and you can't look at the king that's in front of you, or maybe you was church hurt and you say, I'll never, never go to another church again. Whatever it is, we're going to dive into it because this particular episode is going to really be about changing your church clothes. Okay. Yes, I said church clothes. Those of you who have been in the church, been hurt by the church, or maybe you're still in this type of church. If so, you better run. Yes, I said it, you better run. What happens to the religious shackles that I have been talking about for the last couple of months? And if you haven't been listening to my episodes, go back because every piece of dessert is going to give you a meal, a revelation meal. Religious shackles are the seeds that are dropped into your mind, a conscious mind. And it goes way back to the Sadducees, the religious sects, Pharisees, the religious sectors who went and walked around everywhere Jesus went, they went and they had something to say and everything he did, they was against it. They criticized his miracles and and he kept on going. But see, what the church didn't tell you or teach you was those religious sectors are still here today. It's a seed. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? God commanded us to multiply because he gave every living creature, including the plants, a seed to reproduce after its own kind. Therefore, the seeds will grow. So if you know anything about planting or uh, farming, literally what happens, you get weeds come in. And you have to know how to control it. This is the same as you. See, they don't tell you this. They don't tell you that you have to prune the weeds that is growing inside your mind. Mm. Somebody's digested that. They just tell you, go to church Wednesday, Sunday morning, maybe Sunday night, and listen to the pastor tell you a Bible study or just fussing at you because he feel like you are in dire straight sin. And then you just leave and you either you're going to feel guilty or you're going to go to the altar and lay on the floor and say, oh, because you know what you did Friday night and Saturday night. Or you're going to go and say, you know what, I'm good because I went into the church. The church was a piece of heaven. Now, don't get me wrong. They got some good pastors and they are, I'm talking about anointed pastors. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the pastors, the shepherds that are slaughtering everybody. Yes, this is what it's all about. Not for you to walk around and say, oh, you see, that's why I don't go to church. No, it's for you to wake up and realize who you are. 
Do you know that you are the church? But see, you have to know who you are in God. So you can go out there and have your promised land. And your promised land is not really for you. You think it is. But it's really for you to go out there and help all of those people that you wanted to help. Amen. Now let's look at the the church clothes. And this chapter we really study what's going on with the people in the church. Yes, um, it, it's a saying, you know, you're supposed to dress holy. You're supposed to look holy. It's a certain standard that you have to have. You're supposed to be walking around, most likely. You you know that religious brother that have that Bible, and his Bible is really big, and he want everybody to see it when you walk inside. <laughs> when he walk inside the church, you know the one that get on the bus, and he got his big Bible, and he want everybody to say, look at me. Unfortunately, yes, yes, they have them out there. Or how about the aunt, the one who who dressed to kill? And I have nothing about that because my mother, she, she, you know, the old church dressed. But what happened is they dressed so much on the outside. They spent that night before maybe pulling out their clothes the next day. You know, grandma and great grandma, we give them kudos because they were sharp. But unfortunately... What happened is you've seen all of that. You've seen their money go mostly into their clothing. And then you looked and they came home and grandma or mama cursed you out. Or you looked up and grandma, grandma was literally drinking like a a, a fish. Or maybe you even just seen them doing things that was really catering totally to their outside flesh. And this happens in PK's home, past the kids. They see their parents, their mother, father, whoever, or maybe it's both who are called to the ministry and they see them get up and they see them how they carry themselves and they they are all churchy. Then they go home. It's a whole different language. They they speak a different type of tongue. And I'm talking about a cursing tongue. What happens is that this particular seed looks for people in the community of the church reason is because they want to make sure that seed is growing to make sure that you are operating in a, a zone that you where you look at a outside God, where you see a God on the outside, where you don't feel that after you dress up is nothing else that you have to do. What they forgot to tell those people who was dressed up and I have nothing against you being clean on Sunday. But people are really watching you, including your community, including your family, because they want to see how do you act when things go wrong. You understand? Are you dressed up on Sunday and then Monday you knocking at the door saying, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Are you the one who set up and you got this big Bible and then your boss can't even get you to come to work on time? You understand this is not good because, see, your inside have to be cleaned. When you accept the Lord as your true king of kings, savior, whatever you want to call him, but you call him something good and excellent, your higher God, when you accept him into your heart, your heart is your spirit, everything's supposed to change. But he's not going to knock at your door and say, this is how you change. The secret is, is that you have to feed that side of you. 
that was in the beginning, and that's your spirit. What you see out there, I'm not making fun of the churches and stuff. When you want to dress, you dress. But the problem is, is those who dressed, they didn't let the young generation or next generation come in there with their shorts, with their tank tops, with their jeans. They didn't understand how you're going to come in with tattoos. And they was they was like, wait a minute. Some of them won't even let you in. And if you go in, you, you shame. You put your head down because they look at you sideways like you are nothing. You are nobody. When in fact, the pastor probably don't know most of this, you know, because they are so busy. They're supposed to be busy really worshiping God and meditating on God and working on their spirit. They don't know. Some of them. They don't know what a lot of the people who go to church, even the young generation trying to walk into the church and they want to feel God and know God. But the people sitting in the church are hypocrites. And then you got pastors who really just don't know. And they literally believe that you're supposed to be in poverty. How about the holiness church where they had the holes in the stockings? I went to those. At least one or two. They didn't believe that you're supposed to comb your hair. You're supposed to have a style. Mm-mm. And then they, and then the men, what did they do? They tell, they get up at the pool bed, talk about you need to get a wife. You need to get a wife. And the men say, yeah, I ain't, I don't want nobody up in here. And they gone. And they gonna get a fly, a fly, fine woman in the marketplace. And then they bring her in because she don't have no shackles. And she can be, she can, she's easily not persuaded, but they can start from scrap, scrap and telling them scratch, excuse me, and explain this to them what God is. They can be the leader in the house. And then what happens to the women in the church? They got so much shackle seeds. They, they take the man home and they try to say, hey, wait a minute. And they want to become his God, not even his pastor. So men flee from women in the church. I'm trying to help you ladies. They run from you. And it is so much that I can say about this. You have to feed your spirit. Jesus walked around and fed his spirit. Jesus did his miracles, but you know what he did? He also took time to pray. You understand? Not why everybody's looking. It's people that go to the pulpit and they cry and they pray and they go home and they don't even know what prayer is. Oh, yeah, I pray. Yeah, I pray. Yeah, I pray. Do you understand everything you're doing is on the outside? The clothes is on the outside. The big Bible is on the outside. And then these same churches don't believe in miracles. It, it, you know how many people around say, I don't believe in that. I don't believe you can heal. I don't believe you can do this. Because it's like, really? So everything that God did was back then. God, your God that you worship don't have no, that he's, he's, he's like, he don't understand. He's insane. Today, he's just sitting there old and don't know how to do anything. The same God back then is the same God here. God comes to you and talks to you in your language, not in King James language. You understand this religious religious shackles want you to look on the outside. It wants you to judge everybody walking in the church. It wants you to sit back and, and tell everybody, or oh, look at me from the outside. Because you know why? It's nothing inside. When you know that you know that you know, you have a relationship and you develop that relationship in your home. Have a private spot. Isn't it something else that other religions, they have these private spots for worshiping other gods? 
And then here we are as Christians, don't even have a spot. I was shocked. We think the spot is going to a building, but what happened when the pandemic came? There was no more building. You have to feed your soul, your spirit, man. You have to connect and have a relationship with God. You must be a spiritual sovereignty person. Your spirit cannot be hungry. But you know, the church lets you know, oh, let's feed the flesh. Buffets, breakfast, dinner, all kind of stuff. That's beautiful. But who is teaching you how to feed your flesh? The church. But now you need to learn how to feed your spirit with soul food. I have went over and over and over. And what I'm going to do, I am going to stop right here. But what I'm going to do is literally give you something that you can hold on to for the whole week. First of all, I want you to realize you don't have to be the one carrying that big Bible and you never read it. You don't have to be the one who's saying, I'm going to go to church and be shamed because I have on flip-flops and, and shorts. And everybody's looking at me. Let me tell you, they might be looking at you because you, you look so good. They don't want the man that they've been sitting next to for over two years claiming was their husband. They don't like the fact that he's looking at you. Listen, girl, I can tell it like it is. Stop overfeeding your flesh. Listen to me. Stop it. And we are going to go because I can go on and go on and go on. And what I'm going to do is leave this quote. Feed your spirit soul food and your flesh living food by Phyllis Y. Whitley. And if you want to know more of me, you can also contact me for a consultation. And I'm going to say to you, now go get your promised land and thank you for coming into my space. I went over a little bit, but it's all right. Are you sharing me on social media? Do you see how I stumbled with that? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, are you? That just hit me. If somebody forgot to share me on social media, Please leave a manifested review and don't miss the opportunity to order my book because you want the whole meal. And then if you want more of me, Spiritology is available on Amazon, also ACX, where if you don't want, you don't have time to read, you can actually listen to it. And a young woman who actually was from the Bronx, New York, she did a great job in narrating it. What's new? Still, ask Jalen. This, it definitely was number one on Amazon and school is starting. If you are a principal or know a principal, get the book out. You want to see if they'll go ahead and have your classroom or other classroom read this beautiful book. It's about an autistic boy who's giving advice to the unique who have been bullied. Remember something. If loving yourself is right, you don't want to be wrong. 